This is Wise That, a news podcast with your hosts, Christian Rapallo and Reed Jacobson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Why Is That podcast, episode three. My name is Christian Rapallo. And I'm Reed Jacobson. And this is the news that you probably missed. Uh, hey, Christian. Yeah, man. Did you remember the 21st night of September? <laughs> no, I only remember the 5th of November. Oh, okay. Well, today in the news. Read me some things. You're just going to interrupt me yeah, like read that, it. you son of a bitch? Yeah, do it. Don't you ever interrupt me again. Read the article. A boat full of migrants land on a nudist beach and naked sunbathers offer them hot drinks. Yay. One naked sunbather swam out to the inflatable to ask if they were okay. The naturists then offered the migrants hot drinks. Around 80 nudists were on pebbly, far-like Glen Beach near Hastings, East Sussex, on Monday morning. Dad of two, Jamie Anley, 48, was on his first trip to the beach with wife Astrid, 52. They had just stripped off when the dinghy containing 10 men and women approached a shore. Entrepreneur Jamie said it was a hilarious situation. We sat down on our towels and noticed the boat. They had an engine on the dinghy and they were paddling about 10 meters off the beach, probably meters. 10 meters? That's like 72 miles. No, it's like, it's like two football fields. That guy swam 72 miles. Yeah, or like an the, the or he noticed length. the boat that was seventy two miles away. Yeah, he noticed a boat that was about the full length of a uh, Chevy pickup, mm. <laughs> a Boeing seven twenty seven. So it was about ten meters off the beach, probably thinking, "What the hell is this?" So yeah, a bunch of migrants landed on a nudist beach. How cool hmm. is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have any nudist beaches here. Yeah, we do. Is there a nudist beach here? Not not where we live, but... Yeah, I mean... Oh, I thought you meant, like, in this country. Like, somewhere I could go tomorrow. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some, like, in, like, Arizona, there's some nudist colonies. No, they're not beaches, but nudist colonies. Where everybody there is just peeling constantly from the (laughs) never-ending sunburn that they have. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine a sunburn on, like, your dick? Could you imagine a sunburn in Arizona? Where it's 125 yeah, degrees. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't, just... Does it get that hot? 125? It gets I like 120. So. 100, yeah, it gets 115, 120, something yeah, like that. It gets super hot there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, balls are peeling, dude. That would be the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, can you imagine you're trying to come to this new country, you know, uh, seeking some asylum, and you just land on a beach full of naked old people. And you just think that's how it is. Bunch of wrinkly, gray-haired balls everywhere wondering what you just got yourself into yeah (laughs) (laughs) think yeah dang it malaysian man's phone turns up loaded with monkey selfies hell yeah on on september 16th a malaysian resident whose phone temporarily went missing said the device turned up in his yard loaded with photos including some selfies snapped by a monkey (laughs) he believes a monkey came into his house while he was asleep and took his phone outside where the primate apparently played with the device and inadvertently snapped some selfie photos and videos. One he video did it on purpose. Oh yeah, it's monkeys a monkey. Are, monkeys are assholes. Oh yeah, <laughs> fling your poop at you. Rip your face off. Yeah, rip your face off. <laughs> One video appears to show the monkey attempting to put the phone into its mouth. He said, uh, "This is something you might see once in a century." Now it doesn't say this in the article, 
But when I was looking this up, I read somewhere that PETA was trying to sue this guy to say that those photos belong to the monkey. I believe it. Th- I mean, those are the monkey's photos now. Yeah. He owns that phone or those photos off that phone. Monkeys can't own things. They're monkeys. PETA. I don't understand where they come up with that logic. But see, I've always wanted to own a monkey. Yeah. I've wanted a, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the monkey. It's the pirate, pirates of the Caribbean monkey. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's got a weird name, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like Chupa something. Chupacabra. Yeah. It's like Chimichanga. <laughs> Chimichanga yeah. monkey. <laughs> yeah. I'd name it like Ralphin. 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 <laughs> That'd be my monkey's name. <laughs> but, uh, I found out that they, they're like five-year-old kids. So they're constantly needing to play and they constantly need to be like stimulated mm-hmm. or uh, like if you leave them alone, they'll get depressed and die. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Um, capuchin. That's what it capuchin. is. A capuchin monkey yeah. named yeah, Ralphin. That's what it's called. <laughs> named Ralphin. Yep. Let's start naming. When I was a kid, we almost bought one. We, not one of them, but we, we almost bought a spider monkey mm. uh, near the town we lived in. Um we had a we had a pet store that sold exotic animals. Now nice. I cannot guarantee you that this guy did not just go places and take monkeys and shit and bring them to his store because I'm pretty sure that's what he did. He was probably making a lot of money. Probably. But dude, I swear to god, this guy had a lemur and like bobcats and monkeys and alligators. Yeah. And he had like a bin full of uh, prairie dogs. What? Yeah. Like he had all sorts of just. I wonder weird, if he was like doing some wild like, animals. I wonder if he was doing some like black market buys. I don't know. But when I was a kid, yeah, we used to go to that pet store a lot. And I'd like. Because there's no way one dude could just like go to different countries and take all these animals without anybody noticing. You can't get those. How would you get a meerkat back on a plane? Yeah, exactly. In your luggage. I, I don't know. Like, (laughs) but yeah, this guy was selling all sorts of exotic creatures, man. He actually closed down. Last time I went back to my hometown, they, uh, there's like a law office there now, but yeah, he had like all sorts of exotic animals, super weird, but yeah, yeah. He was selling a spell, selling a spider monkey and we almost bought one. I would. In our, you know, like a once in a lifetime offer in our double wide mobile home. Yeah. He should have done it. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't because it's like taking care of a five-year-old for 30 years. Yeah, you should have convinced your mom to do it. Yeah, I should have. But, I mean, I was down. I was like a little kid. I didn't care. Mm. Cool, have a little monkey until he beat my ass because he's <laughs> Rip a your monkey. your face off. And he might be the size of my, my hand, but he's like as strong as three of me. Yeah, dude, rips your face off. Yeah, Mon- monkeys are scary, dude. They'll just, they're just muscle. That's yeah. all they are. Just a big muscle. You want to read the next article for me? I am. Sorry. Goats take up the cause of fire prevention in Oregon. Hi. These goats can eat large amounts of dry undergrowth that fuels big fires. Oh, I thought you were going to say the goats were eating the fire. I'm like, what the, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, that would like confirm that goats are related to Satan. If they could walk around eating fire logs. Yeah, that is true. No, they're just eating the, uh. They're eating the undergrowth and the brush and stuff to, uh, you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, to prevent fires from breaking out. With thousands of Oregon people forced from their homes and dozens of wildfires burning, reasons for optimism in the state may seem elusive. But one small example can be found in Forest Grove as a herd of 230 fire-preventing goats approach. Hmm. 
For the next week, they will be eating the dry undergrowth in a 14-acre grove that someday may be a city park. What? It may be a city park. How humble. City park. Can you believe it? That's pretty cute. (laughs) Yeah, man. Are those uh, goats getting paid a correct wage? I mean, they're getting to eat a bunch of stuff, and that's all a goat really wants, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. If you gave it money, it'd probably just eat it. Yeah, just eat the money, dude. I'd eat money. Can you imagine if you were like... Like a big drug dealer, you know, had a bunch of money everywhere. Some goats came just, rolling yeah, in and ate, ate all, all your, your money. money. And your drugs. <laughs> oh, no. Not the drugs. Time to start over. <laughs> Time to start your empire over. Right. Forest ecologists and wildlife experts have pointed to excessive vegetation and undergrowth, often near power lines or amongst standing timber as a key potential fuel source for catastrophic wildfires. Removing or reducing those fuels is seen as one way to help reduce the risk and at least minimize the potential spread. Hmm. So with all the like California fires going on, I'm sure Oregon's getting a little freaked out. So they're, they're sending the goats in task force, task force goat task force G O A T. Yeah. Greatest of Greatest all time. Of all time. <laughs> it's just one big goat. <laughs> the biggest fucking goat. Yeah. It's like seen. 10 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a giraffe. Do you ever play a uh, goat simulator? Yep. That's a cool game. Dude, I put like 50 hours <laughs> into that game. But that's what it's like to be a goat. Oh. Yeah, 100%. You Running around terrorizing the town, eating everything, mm-hmm. yeah. So this next article, this is news that you probably didn't miss. Okay. And I need to apologize for that because, you know, our podcast is the news that you probably missed. Well, some people might have missed it. People who I don't, like, know, don't man. listen to the news. This went viral on TikTok. Oh, yeah, everybody saw with it. With 650,000 likes. How many? 650 million likes. Okay. I was going to say, that Almost doesn't Almost a billion likes. You guys probably didn't miss this news. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Uf- UFO sighting in New Jersey. Okay. I don't know if you heard about that. I have not heard about this. And the only reason I'm going over this is because it's really stupid. Okay. Okay. Some New Jersey residents thought they had captured footage of a real life UFO on Monday night. Turned out it was just the Goodyear blimp. several videos went viral on tiktok and twitter featuring a ufo that was hovering over part of new jersey that seemed to be glowing the video showed many people had even pulled over onto the side of the highway to try and catch a glimpse of what they thought was a supernatural sighting from beyond earth one tiktok video had millions of views more than 650,000 650 million likes as of tuesday afternoon yeah (laughs) <laughs> thousand and a million is the same thing <laughs> a representative for goodyear confirmed to insider that one of its blimps was captured aerial footage monday night for the nfl game at metlife stadium in east rutherford new jersey so it was the goodyear blimp floating over the football stadium and people everybody 650 million people saw this video thinking it was actual ufo and that we were being Visited by unbelievable. I oh, and UFO stands for unidentified flying object. For yeah, those you guys are more familiar with that term. Yeah, I think we went. Are you that. uh UFOologists out there? Yeah, I just I'm not a UFOologist. No, no, you don't ologize in the UFOs. I don't, but I kind of feel like I can tell the difference between something that is a big blimp that says Goodyear on it and yeah. aliens. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, maybe just. 
well, minimum observational <clears throat> skills. And to me, this is, I think the craziest part about this is like, if you watch the video and you look at the pictures, you can't tell that it's the Goodyear blimp. It actually kind of does look like a UFO. Mm-hmm. But this just goes to show how fast information, how fast misinformation can spread throughout the internet nowadays. That is true. In one day, it got 650 million likes. <laughs> and nobody investigated it. Everybody's just, just like, oh, oh, aliens are here now. Aliens. It's time. It's time. It is 2020. Everyone's probably just expecting yeah, the worst to happen at this point, you know. Yeah. Just like, well, what the, are yeah, you they probably throw saw at that and like, Yeah, they probably saw that and were like, oh, that's an alien. It's, it's an alien, yeah, 100%. 2020. <laughs> 2020 this year's never gonna end i hey comment on our facebook if you think this year will ever end <laughs> right or if you think it, it'll you know the clock will strike 1159 and then 1160 and then 1161 and then 1161 <laughs> <laughs> <New> Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> well in more stupid people news hmm. a man using a live snake as a face mask boards bus in england what do you what <laughs> A man was spotted using a live snake as a makeshift face mask on a public bus in England. The unidentified man was taking the bus from Swinton to Manchester on Monday with the snake wrapped around his neck with another passenger snapped a photo of the bizarre moment. A passenger who wished to remain anonymous said she first believed the man was only wearing a funky mask until the reptile started slithering over the handrails, according to the BBC. The woman said she found the the incident really funny and other passengers didn't seem bothered by the serpent. No one bothered... No one battered an <laughs> eyelid, she said. Authorities said a snake is not a proper face covering during the COVID-19 pandemic. No? Why? Yeah, I mean, he's probably more likely to get salmonella. Yeah, having a snake crawl across your mouth. You know, I mean, I'm sure it's like his pet snake, so it's probably clean, but yeah. snakes are still it's pretty not. full of salmonella. He just found it while he was getting on the bus. <laughs> just the snake <laughs> sitting there and he grabbed it up, put yeah. it over his face. Come on, guys. That's not an appropriate face mask. I'd wear it. Yeah. I'd I like snakes. Snakes are cool. I'd wear a snake as a face mask and get salmonella. Yeah, just wear it as like a full face mask. Yeah. Go rob a store. I'd have like six snakes, so it's like a mask that's continuing to move. So oh, you can awesome. see my eyes, but there's like snakes moving around my eyes. Or you could just like wear a fish bowl over your head filled with snakes. Yeah, and it just every once in a while you can see. Yeah, exactly. Like when one moves up a little, you can see for a second it moves back down. I wonder how many times you get bitten that way, Oof. though. Probably Make sure not. they're they're poisonous. Make sure they're venomous. Oh, no. I was watching a uh, small documentary about Scab City in California. Scab City? Yeah, it's one of the very few truly um, free cities in this country that basically they aren't a part of the government. Why do they call it Scab City? I don't know, because it's disgusting. Does everybody do meth and pick their face? Yeah. You, know, yeah, like you full, don't have enough scabs on your face, my boy. It's full of meth. <laughs> <laughs> It's full of meth, but I did see there was one guy who, uh, he, he kept a bunch of rattlesnakes in his, in his trailer mm -hmm. and he would let them bite him. <laughs> oh, I saw a, uh, a vice video, a really old vice video where this guy would inject himself with venom yeah, to I've try and build too. up an, an immunity. Yeah. Yeah. There's people who try like to, high to get it. high. Yeah. Yeah. He'd get I, high on it and then like, he just slowly started building an immunity to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild because not a lot of snake venom is needed to start 
destroying your system. Yeah, man. There's some snakes, I'm pretty sure, at least as far as I can remember from reading, Mm -hmm. you know, back when I used to read. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's like... Before you became an adult. Yeah, became an adult and had to work. Don't have time to read. (laughs) But yeah, there's some snakes where when they bite you, you have like 30 minutes to get to the hospital or you're dead. Yeah. Did you know how much snake like anti venom is? Oh, so much. It's so, like without. I think with insurance, it's still like ten grand. That's why we got to be careful out here, man. We yeah. live in the desert with rattlesnakes. Yeah, there's rattlesnakes, but our rattlesnakes aren't super aggressive. I've encountered a couple of them. Yeah, until you go fuck with them, well, and go grab its tail. Don't do that. It's a rattle. <laughs> what are you? What are you, baby? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta grab the rattle. You gotta grab the rattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't don't grab the rattlesnake. Just, just leave it there. Let it do its thing. So this is some pretty cool news. Okay. I would I would say this is some pretty cool news. One of the most complete Tyrannosaurus Rex skeletons in the world is headed for auction in New York City and is expected to sell between six and eight million dollars. Yep. The T-Rex skeleton dubbed Stan. Hell yeah, I love it. Stan Scarson. 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 I have no idea. The amateur... Paleontologist who founded the bones in 1987 will be auctioned October 6th as part of the 20th century evening sale. The assembled stand measures 13 feet high, 40 feet long, and is composed of 188 bones, making it one of the most complete skeletons of the species in the world. Why is that being auctioned to rich folk? Why ain't that going to like i don't know the smithsonian yeah in somewhere that'll keep it safe forever the smithsonian's in new york isn't it i'm pretty no. sure no i think it's in dc oh it might be i don't remember i know they're yeah, but I yeah think, why, I don't think they just, why don't they just give it to a to a museum like yeah because <laughs> that person's gonna break it right like if i had a eight million dollar if i had money to spend on an eight million dollar t-rex I'd be like touching it and like <laughs> crawling inside of it and like acting like I was eating and I was in its stomach, like right. playing around in its rib cage. Though I have heard, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but I have heard that a lot of um, actual like dinosaur skeletons um, in museums aren't actually dinosaur skeletons, they're replicas. Mm. And like the real yeah, reason I, like that there's they, like only some of the bones are real and then they like, yeah, a lot of them are just the plastered on real. But like, because of that reason, a lot of the reason museums say do not touch, it's not because you're going to damage like a ancient fossil. It's because the workers don't want to clean. <laughs> really? The workers don't want to clean it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I read that somewhere where it basically there's all, there's no real good reason for them to say do not touch it's just that they don't want to clean the stuff huh. <laughs> like anything that so it, you guys heard, they, it, heard it from us yeah. you're ever in a museum touch everything touch everything it doesn't matter unless it's behind a case if it's behind no, a case it's a real artifact then you need to touch it that's true if it's behind a case you need to find a way in yeah absolutely <laughs> but yeah that's the weirdest thing about this man is it's uh, apparently one of the most complete T-Rexes they've ever found yeah they're just going to th- give it away. Well, that's how it goes. Well, here's some news. It's a little older news, but some news out of China as a restaurant was selling opium-laced noodles. What? <laughs> this was an article from 2014, but it's probably news you never heard of. No. A Chinese noodle shop owner was admitted to 
has admitted to lacing his wares with opium poppy seeds in an apparent effort to keep customers coming back. The use of the unusual ingredient used to make opium at the restaurant in Yanan in the Shonix Providence. I probably just fully <laughs> butchered those, so if I have any Chinese-speaking uh, listeners out there, I apologize. Came to light after one of its clients tested positive in a routine urine test by traffic police. Despite insisting he never touched drugs, suspecting suspecting the noodle shop he'd eaten at a few hours before the test might be to blame, the customer Liu Zhaoyu persuaded. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, probably. It's probably not right at all. Persuaded relatives to Don't frequent worry, we have the a shop as well. You. Yeah, I have a friend who will correct me. Persuaded relatives to frequent the shop as well and submit th- themselves to drug tests. They also tested positive. The shop owner, named only Zhang, has since admitted to police that he bought two kilograms of poppy buds, which contain the plant's seeds for $100 last month, crushed them into a powder, and started to add them to his noodles. Hmm. Not a bad idea. I mean... Coke. Coke used to have cocaine in it. Yeah. Get people addicted. Yeah. They used to treat you, they used to treat the ghosts in your blood with cocaine, you know. Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, I think most things back in the uh back oh. in the day were just you know, wet and wild. Yeah, no one gave a fuck. Try it. <laughs> just just do whatever. How would you get tested for ghosts in your blood? A guy looked at you for a little while. Like maybe I need to go get that checked. Hit hit your knee with a with a small hammer. Yeah, it's been a little while since I got tested for ghosts in my yeah. blood, so punch you in the face a couple of times another thing to be anxious about i mean the best i mean personally the best test i find for testing for ghosts in your blood is to saw your arm off oh gotcha if you saw your arm off so they can get out yeah so they can get out but if that doesn't help just do a lot of cocaine and they'll they'll get out of you okay you know old-timey medicine guys old-timey medicine the right kind of medicine like if you have a headache um you can get somebody to rub your head for you mm-hmm. and it'll transfer to them and it'll be a less painful headache oh wow yeah um i've also heard i can't remember actually what this cures i think it was impotence you probably know, like knees in your teeth not being able to get it up you would uh hang like the corpse of a dead dog to your waist well yeah there was another one for headache <laughs> cures where you would hang a uh i think it was a crow's head around your neck mm-hmm. or something like that the things that people do back in the day is unbelievable when it yep. comes to medicine. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were just doing stuff. Yeah. Well, trial and error. Look where we are now. Right? Wouldn't have done that without getting the ghosts out of your blood. Man, 80, blows up his kitchen while trying to swat a fly. Hold up. What happened? Man, 80, blows up his kitchen while trying to swat a fly. How in the hell did that happen? <laughs> the man was trying to reach the buzzing insect, but he hadn't planned for the fact that gas was leaking into the property. He waved the bug zapper, which looked like a tennis racket and is designed to burn flies the moment there is contact. But instead of swatting the fly, the hot instrument ignited the gas. The kitchen and part of the roof was destroyed, but the man escaped serious injury by diving onto the floor. Yep. Uh, unbelievable. Yep. He was trying to kill this fly and he, he hit a gas line. Fuck, dude. <laughs> okay, this is kind of more my level of expertise when it comes to gas appliances. Hmm. It's what I do for a living. Have you ever been in a gas explosion? Mm-mm. It sucks. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I haven't been in one, like, that's terrible. I've been in them where it's like, there was some gas leaking, and it hit an ignition, and 
it just kind of went boom, you know, and then yeah. it was gone. Yeah. It, that's a scary moment. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can imagine. I can't. I don't understand how a, uh, a fly swatter did it. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm guessing it's one of those that's just like you hit the two pieces of metal together. It creates electrical current, right? Yeah. So, like it's an yeah. electric fly swatter. They don't create that much of an electrical current. So I don't, I, I mean, it had to have been leaking a lot for that to ignite like that. And he didn't notice. <laughs> How do you not well, notice well, that? Not it, only that, but it would, yeah, it. it would smell. Yeah, it would reek in there of gas. It doesn't really specify like, you know, the amount. But yeah. I guess you couldn't really determine that after it had already blown up. Yeah. But I mean, if it's going to blow up like that, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Right? Like a small amount of gases, it's just going to make a flame and it's going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, it might burn your house down. There is the possibility of that, but more than likely, it's just going to make a loud boom. It's going to be scary. Some flames going to go around. It's going to go away. Yeah. And whatever the ignition source is, is just going to sit there and kind of piss fire out of it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Right. You know, because I mean, gas isn't really, it's like if you use an aerosol can and put flame to it, yeah. you put flame to it. It's not going to suck back in. That's a myth. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It's the same thing with gas. Not going to suck back in unless something's pulling it back in. Right, it's just gonna keep flaming out. Oh yeah, I gotcha. Um, most most of the time when you have like aerosol can explosions, it's because somebody was doing that. It put the like the liquid residue on the front of it, and it catches the whole can on fire, and that's when it goes back in and explodes the can. Huh. It won't actually suck back in. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, yeah, it's yeah. combustion. And combustion since, doesn't go in; it goes out. Yeah, and since gas, I mean, it's at least natural gas isn't gonna make a liquid form of itself. Uh, unless it's very, very cold. Yeah. It won't. It'll just, the ignition source will sit there and burn. Hmm. There's your guys' science lesson for the day. Yeah, science lesson for the day. Fuck yeah, science. Now in some somber news. Oh. Hang on, let me put my somber face on. Okay. <sighs> At age 18, the iconic internet meme cat has died. No. Long cat. Long cat? Long cat. You know the cat where the guy's holding him up? And it's just like the longest cat in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That cat died? Mm-hmm. Aww. Long Cat is just one in a list of many internet cat celebrities that include Grumpy Cat and Lil Bub. But sadly, Long Cat reportedly passed away Sunday at the age of 18. Long Cat was That's best known for his cat. epic length, spawning photoshops, and even an entire mythology around his magnitude. According to Know Your Meme, Long Cat reportedly stood at... 25.5 inches wow or 65 centimeters for all of you uh europeans out there from head to toe it's a long cat yeah man. it's a long cat that's an old cat 18, 18 years that's an old cat is I mean, that pretty old yeah that's pretty old i mean cats live for a long time but i think they probably average around like what 14 15 yeah i mean i can't i i know that some cats are very long lived but 18 is a pretty old cat if your cat's living to 20, that thing. I saw a picture of a cat that was, it lived to like 30 or something like that. Oh my God. It was like, it looked so mad to be alive still, dude. <laughs> I bet. Pain is, existence is pain. <laughs> yeah, it was, I'm pretty sure it was like 30. I'm pretty sure because I remember it was something unbelievable. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe how old this cat was and I couldn't believe the way it looked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like the oldest thing. Well, dude, I mean, anybody, when they start getting that old, like 
I mean, if we were to translate to that to like human years, if you were like 110, dude, you'd be so upset to still oh, be yeah, alive. Dude. Like, why? Just let me die already. Nose for act two, hands and eggy head. <laughs> Gravity's <laughs> crushing you into a diamond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you're so weak, you can't keep yourself up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if you were that old, you just, it, it's like, it's just time. Please let me die already. Yeah. And I think at that point, you're ready for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've known people who are ready for it at like 75. Yeah. You know, so if I, you know, if they live to be like a hundred and something, they'd be very upset with that. In some bird news. Bird news. I hate birds. I don't like birds that much either. This bird's, this bird's a trickster too. Oh God. Yeah. I got a tricky bird here, man. A tropical bird with a vibrant blue and black feathers fooled people into thinking they had discovered something truly extraordinary. Okay. The bird was found wandering a car park in Carlisle. Car- Carlisle. It doesn't give me like country or anything, so I'm guessing this is out of state, out of the U.S. Okay. Wandering around the car park by shocked onlookers who alerted the RSPCA. No idea what that is. But welfare officers sh- soon confirmed the bird was not tropical and was just a regular seagull that had been dyed electric blue. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of sad, but yeah. that's pretty funny. People thought it's like ex- exotic, uh-huh. cool bird. It's After just trying to clean seagulls. the blue dye from its feathers, mystery still surrounds what happened to the seagull. RSPCA officer said he had never seen anything like it in his 20 years on the job. He said, we have similar situations before where goals, goal, gulls. <laughs> you had a hard time with that one, yeah, didn't he, you? He shortened seagulls to just goals. Goals. <laughs> goals. Yeah, goals have gotten themselves into trouble after falling into containers of beer, curry, or oil. They fall curry? Curry? Yeah. Beer, curry, or oil. Those wow. are the three examples he gave. <laughs> That's quite the example there, yeah. bud. We have also seen situations where some birds have been dyed pink before, but we just don't know what happened in the case with this poor bird. I wonder if some kind of blue powder had fallen on him and left him in this state. We would really like to hear from anyone who knows how this happened. Probably some teenagers picked him up yeah. and put him in a vat of blue dye and let him on his way. Probably. I mean, teenagers do that shit all the time. Yeah, put some tape over his eyes so they wouldn't burn his eyes. Yeah. Teenagers are assholes. <laughs> At this stage, we simply don't know if it was an accident or if it was malicious. It was probably malicious. They have no idea what the substance is. That's pretty wild, though. That's funny, though, that they thought it was some exotic bird. Yeah, man. They, they, they thought they just discovered some new <laughs> new type of bird, but nope. it was just a blue-dyed seagull. Just a blue seagull. It would have been cool if it was a new species. Yeah. It just looks like a seagull, but it's blue instead of white and black. <laughs> right. Cool new seagull. Yeah. What would you name him? I'm blue, daba dee daba die. Buff. <laughs> <laughs> or just name the species the blue man group <laughs> the bluebird group hell yeah the bluebird group in some canadian news bacon bacon canadian bacon and maple syrup and mounties the and canadian you, they also have money one coin is called a loony and another coin is called a toony <laughs> just thought i'd let you guys know that canada's a country full of clowns Dude, they have security <laughs> measures. No, it really is, man. They have little kids playing hockey on their money. Yeah. And uh, as a security measure for counterfeit money, 
when you run their money through a, a money counting machine, it smells like maple syrup. That's that's ridiculous. Yep. That's just ridiculous. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of fun though. I don't like, even know how they did that. No, like scratch and sniff money. That sounds like a good time. I kind of want to go to Canada. Canada's yeah. Have you been to Canada? I've never been to Canada, but you know they Me have either. like monopoly money. So yeah, we both used to live near Canada. We never went. Mm-mm. Unbelievable. I, I was like two hours outside of Canada yeah. too. I could have yeah. just taken a day trip up there. Right. They have a hot sauce store. I want to go up there so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they have like super super hot sauce. No, it's like it's like an entire store just straight dedicated to hot sauce. Oh wow. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it though. Hmm. But they have like some stupid stupid hot sauce that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Like the end. Yeah, I would. Uh, or, I'd like know, to go just to straight capsaicin crystals. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Ten million Scoville extract. Well, this town in Canada, more specifically in the uh, in Quebec, uh, has revealed a short list of new names, such as Jeffrey. Hmm. The original name of the town is Asbestos. Whoa. <laughs> it was named Asbestos and they changed it to Jeffrey? They haven't changed it to Jeffrey, but that was an example of one of the names that they're suggesting for it. But yes, Instead the name of is... Asbestos, the they name, want Jeffrey? The name, is, <laughs> the name currently is Asbestos. Oh, man. The town in Quebec, named after the deadly substance that was for years mined there, has narrowed down to four lists of new names as it prepares to adopt a new identity. The Canadian town's four finalists chosen from a list of 1,000 suggestions include Phoenix for the mythical bird reborn from fire, although asbestos exposure is often a concern after major fires. Whoa. (laughs) They're going deep. Right? Another option is Apollon after a species of turtle or Twalock. I think that's um, French yeah, for probably. It, I think it's French for three lakes. Three lakes. Yeah. Is there three lakes there? I don't know. Okay. I think that's just what they call it. Hmm. After a neighborhood in the town, the final contender is simply Jeffrey. The name of what was until recently the large, t- the town's largest asbestos mine. Oh my. <laughs> So they just named it after that because that's where they mined asbestos. <laughs> Apparently, the yeah, let's establish- just call it asbestos. We, that's what we get here. We get asbestos. <laughs> the establishment of which was funded in the eighteen in eighteen eighty by a W. H. Jeffrey, according to local to a local history website. Residents aged fourteen or over are allowed to vote. Whoa! So the for if you're fourteen or over, um, you can you can vote. So let me just throw a name in there for any Canadian officials who are listening to this. Name it Townie McTownface. Do it. Townie McTownface. <laughs> While the name of the cancer-causing sus- substance is ammonite in French, the language spoken by most of the town's residents, asbestos mayor Hughes Grimmard, <laughs> said last year the name had deterred several investors over the years. Could you imagine that your job title is technically mayor of asbestos? Right. (laughs) Mayor of something nobody uses anymore. Mayor of asbestos. It's funny to me that we mine asbestos from underground and then put it on our ceilings. Right. And it causes cancer. So yeah, town in uh, Quebec named asbestos. We used to do that all the time. How how much stuff back in like the 1950s that we use that's just massively cancer causing lead based paint 
Well, like when you were a and, kid, did you ever throw something at like, cause you know that popcorny ceiling? Yeah. A lot of that's asbestos. Mm-hmm. Did you ever throw something at it and see that shit come down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And not, a, not all of it is. Did um, you ever like grab a handful of it and eat it? Nope. I didn't. Did you do that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I had, I don't think I knew anybody who had it. I know one person who had it and their house was built in the same time period, but it wasn't. It wasn't asbestos. It was just the texturing of his roof, hmm. of his ceiling. So I've well, actually now they never, don't do that. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. But um, like, his, there's a way you can do it. I think his house was his house was built in like the '60s, and so it's like it's the same right around the same time period where they were phasing it out. I believe they were phasing it out by then. But um, hmm. yeah, his roof was not asbestos. It was just textured that way. Super weird. You know how on old timey sort of dishware, yeah. how they had that. Super Super bright color, like the bright greens and the bright oranges. You know how they made that? Asbestos? No. Radon. What? They used radon. Really? You know, no big deal. Just a radioactive isotope. Just put it on dishware. No big deal. Weird. Yeah. Man, I feel like life was a lot more fun when we didn't know things. (laughs) Right. Like you died earlier, but whatever. These things were cool. I don't know. Everybody's so scared of everything. Pretty sure like the, the 20s through the 50s was a pretty bad time. Yeah. I mean, everyone has rosy colored glasses yeah. for that, but I mean... There was a we, depression. You know, we just got out of the First World War. We <laughs> were going into a Second a World War. We had a depression. Like, I don't think that time period was all that cool. I'm pretty sure that whole time period was terrible. Yeah, but they had talkies. Did they? Mm-hmm. Is that when talkies were made? I think so. Oh. Maybe a little later or earlier, but... Well, yeah, they had talkies and they had like 99 cent. No, they didn't even have that. They had like one cent candy bars. I'm not talking about the candy. What are you talking about? The the type of uh, films that they showed. They were called talkies. Oh, were they, what? I think so. Isn't that the name of them? I don't know. I've never heard of that. No? No, never. I thought you were talking about like the food. No, they were uh, talkies. They were movies. Yeah. It was uh, It was like the first films with with like noise. Oh. Yeah. Called, I didn't. I didn't, talkies. I didn't know that was what they were called. I mm-hmm. I I swore you were talking about like talkies and the chips, no. and I was like, "What the uh-uh. what the hell are you talking about, dude?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't think those were invented then." No. Yeah, no. The, I was talking about the first first films with with sound. That's just because all we saw, all, like all our histories and stuff, show in the rosy colored glasses type people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the white affluent people were just fine through that period it was great for them they could just exploit the labor of poor people and make a ton of money and no didn't have to worry about the government doing anything to them at all right everybody was just massively racist i'm pretty sure that early early 1900s was just god awful yeah probably <laughs> i mean yeah sure the the idea of like the nuclear family's great or whatever but i don't think it was that good gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up um i'm gonna end it on pretty cool pretty this is this is some good news man okay today is a happy birthday happy 70th birthday to the actor and comedian bill murray oh well happy birthday bill happy murray birthday bill murray how old's bill murray nowadays 70 yeah. well bill murray if you're out there listening to our podcast which obviously you oh, are yeah without a doubt because you're our number one fan yeah happy birthday my friends he sent he us sent presents, us for, presents his for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. All right, guys. Well, do with all this information as you wish. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya.
You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WiseThat for updates on any new episodes.